Hey everybody, it's Kat. I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer. I got a little excited uh, with this episode and I might have blown out my mic halfway through the episode. So if I sound a little funky, I apologize. Um, we will make sure to take care of that for next episode. But in the meantime, enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to OK Go Off. Today's a very special episode. We have our first guest, our good friend Tran. Um, Tran is the host of the Girls and Gays podcast, so we're going to talk all about social media, his new podcast, and his journey with confidence and self-growth. Hello, hello. Hi. 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 It's so good to be. It's so funny because Whatever. I was listening to the podcast and now like, so Kat, like I never really actually met, met you, I feel like. So now hearing your voice, it's like putting a voice to a name or rather than like a face mm-hmm. or like a face to the name, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. It's funny because you like were friends with everybody at JMU. So I feel like I probably met you in passing of like, oh, okay. hi, nice to meet you. I'm Kat. Hi. Nice yeah. You. But that's like pretty much it. I definitely think so too, but um, I mean, let me just say it's such an honor to be here and like I really am so blessed and so glad that I've been able to like keep in touch with Cameron and like now get to know you, Kat, like through your podcast and everything. Like I know it takes a lot of work like creating content and I'm just so happy to be here. I didn't think that you guys would consider like me having me on, but it seriously means a lot. So thank you Oh my you God, so you're our first guest. I'm honored. You're number one I'm honored. You're we are so oh much. My gosh. Oh my gosh. So I remember you guys are talking about like the class between edits. That's just so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's how we edit. It's just, okay, and it really, it really helps. It oh my gosh. Well, how it are you really guys doing? Does. How's the weekend? How's everything going? Good. How are you guys doing? Like, I mean, like you guys just kept the weekend to yourself, kept it pretty low key. <clears throat> yeah, COVID. My dad called me at work and he was like, hey, I just found a letter like from Washington State for you. And I was like, Washington's like, what? what's coming from Washington? A job rejected me via <gasps> letter oh that my I God. applied to, that I interviewed for and applied to. Like it was dated in December, but my dad just now found it in his car. And I was oh like, God. a letter, what year is this? I emailed them and they ignored all of my emails, but they oh sent God. me a letter. <gasps> what is that? You got this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, I know that's like a big topic with applying to jobs and everything and looking for jobs like all of us like we're all in the same boat of like graduating in the middle of a pandemic just trying to navigate our 20s you know so that's a lot but what's been your experience with that I know do you want to start with that Cameron (laughs) you uh, you can go okay um I have a weird experience because I graduated with theater so I was going to be a costume designer and then I had internships lined up and I was ready to like move to DC and like do fellowships and things. And then all of that stopped. Um, And then I was kind of riding it out. So I, my parents have a condo in Ocean City, Maryland. So I was down there this summer alone and just working retail. And then I continuously was like applying to communication jobs because um, I think I realized that I want to make a bigger impact in this world than just like theater is a very um, temporary thing, but I wanted to maybe go into communications or nonprofit or something like that um, while still using my design skills. So maybe do like communicational design. I don't know, I'm all over the place. And that's kind of the biggest thing for me is like, that's what's scary 
is I have so many interests in a lot of different things right. and I have skills, like a small amount of skills in, in all of those things, yeah. but I don't have um, all of that like past experience other than like a whole bunch of theater. Um, I am a barista right now. The biggest thing for me is getting out of the house and like having something to do. And I am such a social person that it was like, like wrecked my world to right. like be alone. And then once I got a job and it was something that I like every day I wake up and I have a routine. And like, for me having that routine and getting back into the groove and like finding myself again, like this, mm -hmm. like past 2020, I've really felt like I lost myself. And then I completely transformed into like who I am now. And I'm really vibing with who I am now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like, I'm learning that you can do multiple things at once and like you don't have to label yourself with one profession. Um, so that's where yeah. I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot agree more. I think it's like, that's like the biggest thing COVID has taught us. It's just like to slow down and be intentional and just trust where you're going. I think it's really hard when you're just trying to like navigate and find a job, find your best self and do everything and anything while comparing yourself to everyone else too. So it can be so taxing and toxic oh to God, yourself. Yeah. But the thing is like, you have to trust the process. And I think Kat, like that's the first thing I you know, took away from listening to you and hearing about your story. It's just like knowing how intentional you are with like your time and just trusting the process, you know, cause like it can be so hard when you're starting to compare yourself with everyone else and what they post, especially on LinkedIn. It's so oh exhausting. Yeah. But I want to delete my account. <laughs> I know, seriously, control all to delete that shit. Um, but I'm so proud of you. That's exciting. And like, um, if, if I had a question come up when I was like hearing you talk, well, like mm -hmm. if money wasn't a problem for you and like you didn't care about money, what was like your dream job or what's your dream thing to do? Oh, gosh, it would be two things. If I was to like stick with theater, it would probably be costume design for... Like, I want to be, like, the head costume designer at, like, a huge, massive theater or, like, do costume designs for historical dramas, a.k.a., like, mm. um, like masterpiece classic sort of vibes, um, like BBC, that kind of thing. Or I would, like, run a nonprofit that does like um, like theater therapy or communicational therapy. So like community building, that sort of thing. Yeah. So those are like my two loves. So if I could do that um, with no money, that would be really cool. <laughs> I, I'll say, and I'll interject one, one, one more time, but I'll just say, I was listening to a podcast from Kathy Heller where basically her podcast is Leave Your Day Job and how she talks about there's so much abundance in the world, such as like, money, resource, happiness, fame, whatever you want to chase. And basically by like going after what sets your soul on fire and like going after your calling and qualifying yourself as you put in your reps, that's how you're going to like step into that like level of abundance. So I like, I want to challenge you and remind you that like that dream, like that itch behind like that, that's telling you to do it and telling you what to do. I promise you there's a niche for it. Like it can be literally just like selling mittens, but like if you are so passionate and, and you become like you fine-tune your craft like you never know what it can like take you so I really encourage you to don't lose that um, fire and like always tune yeah. into that voice in the back of your head because when you hit your pillow every night like you're probably like damn 
what like I could be doing that or like someone else out there is living like my dream. So if you're not living your dream, you're working for someone else's dream. So always remember that too. I guess just a good reminder to like check yourself, you know? Yeah. Now, and I love what you said about like, you know, don't work for somebody else if that's not like, don't live through somebody else's dream. Yeah. Um, and cultivate that. Yeah, so that's really cool. Did your OPA say like, what is it like search in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire or something to that effect? Yeah. During think, Frog Week? Yeah. It's funny because I have a quote. I was going through like my Instagram reels and just trying to clean that up. And that was one of the quotes. And I was like, this is just dumb. And I was going to erase all the quotes that I had, but I realized like it resonated with me. And like, I don't think anybody really goes through those reels, but I saw it the other day and I was like, holy moly, like I cannot forget that. But yeah, it was definitely a quote that we all like yeah. practice and preach by. Yeah, they kept saying that throughout the week. And I was like, uh, anyway, like this felt like one of those cheesy Pinterest like, yeah, quotes. Yeah. But like now as I like am finding like, what I want to do and like what I'm passionate about, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Like I was working marketing like as a freelancer over the summer. Right. And I thought that's what I wanted to do, work in social media. But right. I did not enjoy that. I was like, that is not what is setting my soul on fire. Right. So on to the next thing. So, I mean, okay. So let's, let's get into that then, Cameron. Like, I remember, like, like, let me just say, for anybody who doesn't know, I met Cam. I don't even remember how we met, but I remember vividly. I was, was walking- an Amphon raiser. What raiser? We're what going fun? to Kung to Fam. Like, it was like, we're going to Oh Kung my God. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. Oh my- <laughs> In the village. Oh my God, not the village. Not the village. The village. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Way back when. Anywho. Um, I remember yeah. when I, like that, I can now, I'm triggering that memory, but I also remember when we were walking around D Hall, I was just walking, you were like trying to have this great idea to be like, to start a podcast or something like that. Do you remember? I don't know. Oh like, yeah. During Frog Week. Yeah. Like, That's and I was like, crazy. we had like a yeah. long talk about it. Long. It was just, now. it's just crazy because like we, you and I always had like passing moments or that was just passing, but it was always so monumental in the sense that we talked about something so like, I don't know, not deep because that sounds very like cliche. I don't know. That doesn't sound like the right word to put no, it on. No, but, but it was like, deep because I, I remember we were talking about like, the podcast. We were talking about like going to PWI and some of the like whack things. That oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. About everything. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I remember, but I guess like just going into it, like, and now reconnecting about now the pod, your podcast and my podcast is now live. Um, how is everything going? Like you talking about finding your passion, knowing that social media isn't your thing. What's helped you pivot and like, what are you pivoting towards then? Yeah. So I started applying to grad schools for social work. Mm-hmm. Really exciting. But if you're never hearing me talk about it again, it's because I didn't get in. <laughs> so, but I'm really excited to do that because social oh work is so God. broad. So right. I think... I used to feel like, oh my God, communications is so broad. What am I going to do? Right. But like I read this book called called Range for my capstone. Mm-hmm. Right. And it really talks about like how it's important to not niche yourself too much because right. you could get stuck and like whatever you end up pursuing could be irrelevant in like three to five years. So I like that social work. I can do so many things. And I really like want to do something that helps people, but I didn't know what that looked like until I found social work. Yeah. So that's exciting. Okay. So, and again, yeah. like- Proposing that same question that I did to Kat, the same question that I asked to Kat, I want to propose that to you. So with, if it, like money wasn't on the table, what's like your dream thing to do? Like your dream thing, if you can do it tomorrow, what is it? 
That's tough. I mean, probably something in the nonprofit world. I don't really know what it would look like. Like, I think social work still, because obviously like that's that's an attainable goal, but I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be making, you know, that much money. So if money wasn't an object, I could really like go full force into that. But um, we took a, a study abroad class. It was, I don't know which specific class this was for, but we went to, what was it called, Kat? The theater company? Narrative oh. 4, was that it? Yeah, Narrative 4. Oh my gosh, they- I'd love to do that. If I could like be professional yeah. Narrative 4 person, that would be so cool. It was, so, um, they yeah, combined like communication and therapy. Yeah, it was like, I would say like a communication therapy combination. So they help people tell their stories through like theater or like uh, storytelling, like mm-hmm. group storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else, Scott? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like propose questions, and basically, like, you switch your story with somebody else, and you mm-hmm. so you have a group of people that say like this group of people is going through, like, say that there's like a lot of issues in like a school, in like a middle school, mm-hmm. and then the teachers and then the kids will like group up, and then the teacher will exchange the story with the student, and so they'll flip stories. So, and then they go back into the group and then they tell that person's story through like, um, you know. So mm-hmm. it's basically this idea of like using um, storytelling as a way to help see through somebody else's eyes mm-hmm. and to help understand where that other person is coming from. So it's like a big community building um, activity. And yeah, but narrative four is like, um, it's this whole platform that like they go into different areas of the world um and use that practice oh interesting that's so awesome i it's funny you you both are like that same similar trajectory but for me it's like i'm so business like mindset like i mean i was a business major in undergrad so i feel like oh corporate everything is kind of like my like like area of niche and niche or whatever but that's so interesting to see a different like perspective and see different like career paths that way you know what I mean and like I know you guys talked about um study abroad too in one of your podcasts that's how you guys met right yeah 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 we it's so funny like we had you know how they have little meetings like leading up to study abroad yes like I feel like I said this before but we literally didn't talk at any of those meetings (laughs) we're all stuck together yeah and then we got to Ireland and we were all stuck together because our rooms weren't ready or something and right our friendship was born. It's like, I guess I'll be friends with you, bitch, because it's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I guess we're going to be stuck special. together for the next right. month. I guess so. Not gonna lie. I guess I'll be friends with you, whatever. <laughs> and um, here you are. Okay, so we want to ask you some questions because you're the guest. Oh my um, God, yes. Lay it on. So, so Don't we kind of just it. wanted to talk about your social media presence and just like your radiant positivity and like how also like balancing you work a full-time schedule right like in a corporate setting and then you also have your podcast and then you also have your social media presence like how do you do it all and you also like wake up at 6 (laughs) a.m every day like what yeah what (laughs) that's amazing Um, and your skin is clear what (laughs) okay oh my god yeah let me know one thing at a time don't worry it's the Accutane that I'm on so first let's deal with the skin thing I'm on Accutane (laughs) so my skin isn't actually as clear as you guys think but that's fine you know it's fine um but like I guess just like the elephant in the room is like 
I think what a lot of people know me as, quote unquote, and I say this, I tread very lightly, and this is going to be this, the disclaimer before I even dive into this. It's just like my social media isn't everything that I do, and I feel like I can exude a lot of like, oh, this competent, always positive, always put together person, and that's not the case at all. Um, I try to be as vulnerable and as transparent as I can on my social media to show you how you can still balance again a nine to five while just being truly happy and organic to who you are. Um, but to each their own and everyone's gonna have their own beat of drum that they're walking to. But for me, um, I, I guess like starting off with like the driver of why I do everything I do is just because I started to work this nine to five and I'm like, wow, like I'm so unfulfilled in the sense that I'm, you know, like, I didn't think that I'd be here. I thought that I'd be work, like, I don't know what the YouTubers do, the influencers do. I wanted to move to California, be in LA and like, be like that, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know, just, I guess just who wants to labor? I don't know. Like, I just didn't, I don't, I'm not like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just didn't think like that was kind of my trajectory. And I felt very unfulfilled doing at least what I was doing. And so I quickly realized that like, wow, like this is going to be like probably like my day to day for quite some time. So what am I going to do with my current time to build at least toward where I'm trying to go and also still presently live fulfilled and happy with what I'm doing. And so I started to like cross paths with like great, great people like Keisha Fitzgerald who runs Empower Her like that podcast. And she has now over 2 million downloads. And basically she kind of served as that pivoting like moment for me. She took me on to her podcasting course and she would DM me at night, hold me accountable and just gain skin in the game. And that kind of held me accountable and seeing somebody like start a business and have that life. And like that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit that I really wanted for myself, that like autonomy I wanted for my life. It made me like, okay, like see like, wow, like that's possible. I want to try. And so every time, like, like, like that cliche saying of like, every time, like, my head hit the pillow at night. I just felt this itch to help people and feel like I, if I can show people through like how I pivoted toward feeling unfulfilled and doing what I do and how I can still choose to be happy, choose to be intentional. I feel like this can help somebody out there, like especially 20 year olds, like you're not taught how to like pivot and how to like transition from college to full-time work. You know, it's hard. And considering us, mm -hmm. we pivoted during the middle of the pandemic and losing our entire semester of school, it was just a lot. And so I had to intentionally choose to be like, this is my life and I'm gonna live it the way I want and choose a perspective that was gonna serve me, right? So I started like a little bit with fitness when I was like a sophomore and I like posted some workouts then, but I wasn't really committed. But really recently, honestly, I started to post more consistently and I started to meet like one person and one person led to five and those five started to share my stuff. And like that just kind of like started to gain a little bit of traction. And granted, I'm not like verified, like I'm not like Bretman Rock, James Charles type status, but <laughs> I feel like I've created like a micro niche for myself and with the podcast and just putting my reps in, I feel like I've created that credibility sort of, and just like have been able to just truly feel like I've created like a small micro brand for myself, but I'm excited. And that, that was pretty long winded, but that's kind of like the why, why I do what I do and how I got to, I guess, where it's at right now. Yeah. I remember seeing your Instagram like slowly change. I remember first you yeah. were doing like more makeup videos oh and then seeing 
<laughs> Throwback. Sad. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember seeing you switch to more fitness and like, yes. it was really cool to watch your audience grow and like to thank watch you. people with that community on Instagram. Thank you. It means a lot, you know, and I think like I always kind of have to have that disclaimer because with numbers, right, it's not about a numbers thing, but it's also nice to kind of see your numbers grow because you see the impact grow. You know what I mean? I guess mm -hmm. like the numbers kind of back the impact and that's essentially my driver and my why. And it's not to be superficial or fake or surface level. I truly engage with as many people as I can. And I am very intentional with my outreach because um, I want people to feel seen. I want people to feel like they're special. They have a calling, they have a, like a why, you know, everybody has something that's so unique to them that like nobody else can replicate. And I guess I feel so called to do it because in the sense I'm trying to outreach and serve people that once were in my previous stage of life, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like I'm serving people, I feel qualified to serve because those people once reminded me of a past version of myself where I felt vulnerable, mm -hmm. nobody listened to me. I'm just this gay feminine guy that walks around a, you know, a predominantly white institution. I felt very quiet. I felt very like nobody cared about what I was going to say. Like, so it made me feel like called to do something, called to represent people like me, you know, like a minority, whether it be like a minority in the sense of like your gender, your sexual orientation, your race, like that's kind of like my call, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So what is, I guess, like when you, how did you go about like building that community on Instagram? Like what you talked about outreach and engagement and reaching out to people. Like what did that look like for you when you first started? Yeah. Oh my God. Such a great question. So again, like you talked about, I remember, um, when I had like a makeup page, that was like my first interest. So my biggest tip for that is just like following your heart, right? Like I kind of had an interest in makeup and I was posting that. If you go back to my YouTube, oh my gosh, cringe. I was just doing makeup and I thought that was what I wanted to do, but I quickly realized that wasn't. And so I was like, I really want to get um, into fitness and dabble into that. I feel more confident about who I am, like physically and intrinsically. So I stepped into fitness and I wanted to show people kind of like, my day to day. And I think like that just kind of like shocked. I don't know, like, it's so crazy to say, but like, the, like I don't know, the JMU community, just because it's like, everybody kind of knows each other. And I was just this mm -hmm. gay boy walking around, prancing around in the gym with my ass out. Like, you know Literally what I mean? Tran, that's how people know you. Like if <laughs> it's, I've had conversations where people, where somebody was like, oh, do you know Tran? And the other person was like, oh, I don't know. And they were like, you know, that guy with the big ass. <laughs> that's yes. the big ass at the gym. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's Tran. The, oh, one, <laughs> the one that lives at Iraq. The one that sticks his ass out. Oh my gosh. Like I get, okay, this is not to do my own horn again, but I get that so often. I'm like, oh my God, you're the boy with the ass. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I guess. That's you know? kind of iconic. I know. Wow. Love that. I'm very on brand, you know, but so that kind of started <laughs> that from that to just like, okay. So just building an audience, like just fast forwarding, like what I feel like I've done differently is just like what I truly do differently is like, I engage with every single person that comments, every single buddy who comments, I comment something that's not just like heart, 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 heart emoji. I'm always like, Thank you so much for being here. You make me feel special. You make me feel seen. Like little things like that, that like express how important their outreach was to me, keeps them feeling that mm -hmm. they're heard, you know? And like, even though I just have a micro small following, it's still impactful. <laughs> Not you know? small. Uh -huh. Thank you, babe. 
Um, <laughs> uh, but basically it just made me realize like just little things like that helps people feel seen. So from there, it creates a ripple effect and a domino effect. And even if it's through DMs, like I don't show people, but I send voice memos to a lot of people. Like it's really crazy, but I'll go through my following and anybody who engages the most, I'll like be like, hi, babe. Like I'm just checking in with you on Monday. Like happy Monday. How's your day to day? And like, I'll send uh, a voice so memo. Sweet. Yeah. Little things like that. Because like, if you have, if you control organically what you have right now, it creates that ripple effect with everyone around you. So let's say if I want to monetize and create a business, like those people will just be like, like there to support you. You know what I mean? And like, that's what I mm -hmm. really want. It's like a community of like engaged people rather than 10 million followers of people who just know me surface level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, we were, we had a podcast um, episode a few weeks back talking about like uh, social media influencers and like how, especially this past year has been crucial to yeah. for social media influencers to be able to be like, Hey, you know, black lives matter is a really important thing for me. And maybe you shouldn't be going out to clubs and like wear your effing mask and all yeah. these things of, you know, um, social media influencers have such a big responsibility to make sure that everybody feels seen and everybody feels welcome. Yeah. Um, whether that be race, sexuality, all of that good stuff. Um, and I love what you're saying of how, you know, you reach out to individuals to say, you know, I'm not just here to keep you engaged to, so that like I gain more followers, but to truly be like, Hey, I support you as much as you're supporting me. And yeah. I support you in your journey. And that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And like, I guess touching on the, um, the, especially with social injustice, right? That definitely was an elephant in the room for last year and going into 2021, obviously with the inauguration of Biden, you want to make sure like, it's hard when you've, you've started to gain a following, like create a following. And then you're like, okay, if I post this, is it too like outright? Is it too loud? But the thing is like, I don't want to be inauthentic to who I am. I don't want a following that's like mm -hmm. not going to support all of me and, you know, and yeah. have those values to be honest, because at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to right from wrong. And I don't want to get mm -hmm. political right now, but um, I found that just truly being organic and authentic to myself, I'll have the audience that I want anyway. I don't want an audience that mm -hmm. is that, you know, like, um, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah exactly exactly um they can't see our facial um, expressions but i don't want an audience that isn't truly accepting truly like like loving of all people all races all colors all genders all orientations anyway so i don't care if i lose you to be honest i really don't care um yeah it's not when, so important you yeah. say that yeah so many ahead. influencers are like Oh, so, so many influencers are like, I don't want to talk about this because I don't want to lose my audience or I don't want to alienate people. Well, why would you want like Trumpies as a part right. of your key demographic? Like, Girl, I don't get that. Don't get yeah. me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's, it's really hard because also it comes a time where people honestly have gotten DMs where they're like, can you please post about this? Can you please post about this? And sometimes, not that I have to draw a line, but sometimes it's just like, I also will still post things that I really want and I know where my heart is and I know I do my due diligence but sometimes it also mm -hmm. comes down to the person too like everyone has to do their due diligence everyone has to hold each other accountable but like where do you draw the line where it's like oh well I don't 
I don't like outright like I don't really think I need to post this right now like I mean but like thing is like but have I don't know it's it's really hard to kind of tell I think as long as we're all doing our part and doing our best and actually taking action where it's due and where you need to then that's all you can do right but like it puts me in a hard position where it's like now I'm like do I how, do I am I obligated to post this because somebody told me mm. to you know what I mean like mm, when it comes yeah. down to an obligation then it feels kind of like sticky because it's like I do want to post this I do want to but I also don't want to feel an obligation over me either but mm. I know it's the right thing to do so more often than not I'm speaking out I fundraise on my own I hold people accountable on my story when I called out a certain brand that we all know oh my gosh yeah girl I real I wasn't trying to cancel anybody, but I called out a brand and that got so much engagement on my story. Like I was just really surprised and it people, had to be done. Really though. <laughs> but actually. Um so it's so it's hard. Like I guess at the end of the day, wrapping that up, like we all have to do our part. We all have to do our best. And each of our best is gonna look different. And um as as long as you're doing that, then I guess that's the only only thing you can do, right? So Beautiful. Wow. Oh my gosh. So I could pick your brain all day. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> You're the sweetest. Thank you so much. I just wanted to like talk Sorry. to you about confidence and that's like a big aspect uh, on your platform. Yeah. Um, so how did you go from like what you used to feel about confidence versus now and like what was that progression like for you because I think we're all are like trying to figure it out yeah wow that's such a great question I think there's no honestly like no key to confidence and everyone's gonna have their own journey with that and like uphill battle but you know like for me like I can date it back to when I was being bullied in middle school um I just was always like taunted made fun of like you walk like a girl you act like a girl like you hold your books like a girl like the smallest shit ever and I basically was always like kind of like targeted because of like my mannerisms like you know and like with feminine mannerisms I guess it just didn't fit the social norms and people often bullied me especially one person in particular um so it made me always feel so freaking little and like honestly I was like suicidal I hated myself and then I it was, it was super hard also when your parents kind of were like, you know, I, I'm not blaming my parents, but like they're Asian American. They like, come, they well, my parents are very, very like traditional. And so mm-hmm. when my parents kind of put those like pressures on me of like, you need to be a doctor, you need to act a little bit more masculine, act like your brother's a little bit more. Just so much mm-hmm. pressure from everyone else. I just felt like I was never living who I was. Like I was always just trying to fit in so bad. And then come high school, I found out what cheer was. And then I was like, okay, I really want to do this for myself and just try out. And I saw a guy on a team who's like now my gay best friend, now Peter, um, him like kind of like leading the way and being that person at our school. It was just so little, like little things like that, like seeing somebody else live what I wanted to be and like what I wanted to like see myself and be and exude. I just like kind of like followed their footsteps. And so I started to cheer and then I started to get into makeup. And then I came to JMU and then I, all of a sudden I felt small again, you know, like being at a, like, again, a very predominant, like hetero white school, I felt again, small, right? So it's like starting over. So I was just doing little things like just trying to fit in with everyone else. Like the littlest things, like 
I needed the right shoes. Like everyone was, was wearing bean boots. I wanted bean boots. Like it's just like the littlest stuff that just like chipped away at my confidence. So I'm, I guess like where I'm trying to get at is like, it was never linear, right? Like from high school to mid, like middle school to high school to college. And then I think like now stepping into social media, like being like that, being like now my biggest side focus other than working a corporate job. Um, I feel like that cemented everything for me. That made me realize like, wow, like this is my calling, right? Is to show through my own lived experience that like I've created this like life for myself being 22, being a first generation college student and not coming from much with a lot of expectations and pressures from everyone else. I finally found like the beat of my own drum and I'm, I'm walking to it and like, I wanna show people how to do it. And like, if I can live authentically mean, I can show you that too. So basically, what really cemented my confidence is just putting my reps in, failing, like messing up, but also like getting back up, learning from that and growing a thicker skin, being un uncomfortable and challenging myself in different settings, whether it be like talking to people with different, like, you know, walks of life experiences that are like maybe like super different from who I am, like learning and just, I guess, just like putting my reps in and just messing up and like seeing how like vulnerable I was and just growing through every stage and season of my life and looking back at like wow like I guess when you level up or when you grow as a person like in the moment you don't think you're doing it right like me starting my podcast me starting fitness me starting makeup I never thought that like those moments were going to be pivotal but just taking that next small thing always helped me like get closer to being tram like whoever I was and again it's going to be it's not going to be linear but the thing is like that's that your entire life is going to be in search of like building your confidence at least and putting your reps in and growing as you go, because it's not like, you're not going to like achieve it overnight. And I think like, this is going to be something that I'm going to like go to the grave with. It's like building my confidence and being the trend that I want to be every single day and intentionally every single day, because it's like going to look different every day. Like maybe social media 10 years from now won't be like my thing. Maybe it might be something else. And like somebody will ask me that question and I'll be like, I remember when I did that podcast, you know what I mean? So it's like, you never know, but you never know what, like how your confidence is going to mold, but you have to trust and know that it takes intentional, deliberate actions, like in the present moment, that one day and that like that next step, next step, next step will lead you closer to like a fuller version, a fuller picture of you. I promise. Like, I never thought that like, I'd be in a position where I'd be talking to you all today, talking about like my, my confidence, you know, like I felt so little when people would bully me or so little, even at JMU when I was like one of the only Asian, gay Asian kids, like walking down like D, like down like the dining hall. I felt so scared because I thought that I was walking too gay or too feminine. So it's like, just put in your reps, be intentional with every present moment you have and trust that every step, like if you don't look at the entire staircase, just take that first step it's going to help you get to where you want to I go. love that. You know? Ooh, write that down. Oh, that wow. one, that's good. I'll Venmo request you later. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I love that. But thank you guys. Oh my gosh, I get so sappy. I'm just such, I have such an old soul. It's kind of disgusting. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I do too. I grew up with like all older people. <laughs> oh yeah. I've, I've like always grown up around older people. So I feel like I have all of this um, old people energy Me too. bottled up in a 16-year-old body because I look like a 16-year-old. <laughs> anyway, um, was that it? Is that all we have? 
Cam? Yeah. Well, I guess I, I wanted to ask, what would you do without any money? Like, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I remember what, listening to your podcast, you and you're talking do? about business stuff. Yeah. yeah. So ideally, I would love to just continue to pursue social media and be honestly like a content curator or curate content. I love doing that stuff, like holistically, like living and like, like, yeah, I think like holistically and like life fulfillment, like all that type of like jazz. I definitely want to go into that niche. Um, so I would love to like, let's just make it fun. Like I would love to travel. I would love to just pick up and move to like San Francisco for a year, then New York for a year, and then maybe Colorado, sprinkle that shit in. Um, I want to go to Colorado so bad. Oh my God, seriously, yes. let's freaking go. Let's pack our bags. Uh, <laughs> the new high pass, <laughs> honestly. But um, yeah, I think I foresee myself like, um, if money didn't matter and I can quit my freaking day job, I think I would start like my own like LLC, but who knows? I'm sure that's in the Mm. making. And like, I trust that this stage in my life is just as valuable. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yay. So fun. Well, (laughs) you changed my perspective on life. So thank you. It's a a true honor to be here. And like, thank you guys so much for allowing me to, you know, walk into your space and see kind of how you like run the podcast and be a part of it. I've, I've had so much fun. So yeah, I'm so glad we got to Thank have you, you on here. I love hearing you talk yeah. about things. <laughs> You're so sweet. Oh so my sweet. gosh, I could listen to you all freaking day. Well, I think that's going to be it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and definitely check out Tran. Do you want to drop your handle and everything? We'll have it in the show notes, but yes. Oh my God, the show notes. So yeah, my <laughs> podcast is Girls and the Gays. My podcast is Girls and the Gays. And then my Instagram is just Tranx Trong simple all right yeah (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on the pod and uh we'll catch you guys next week see ya thank you bye see you next week (laughs) wow see you next week (laughs) see you next week (laughs) that's awesome